Burke, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, hello. Welcome back to I Frankly am back. Spoken. It's, it's a podcast. It is I. It's about Marvel. It soon will be about other stuff. I've got that planned. Maybe. One day. I, say, I keep saying, I've said this every week for the last seven weeks, but one day I'll actually record something that's not to do with Star, uh, Marvel. Maybe some Star Wars. Maybe some DC. Maybe some Final Fantasy Chaos. I mean, I mean, we're almost done with What If now, so... Yes. At that point, I, I don't know what we do. I think we just give up. I think we just move on. Move on with our lives and just say, look, it was a fun seven weeks. I'd say we just start again. We just start doing just what we start with again. Go through all of What If all over again. <laughs> I think, I, well, I mean, it's a multiverse. We could start claiming that it's uh, it's a very different show. And just call all of it shit. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's animated. So it's definitely bad. That's that's how it works, right? That's 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 the consensus going around. It's animated, therefore it can't surely oh, be yeah. good. Yes, it's 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 an age old rule. Age old, age of Ultron, because that's what we're here to talk Ooh, about. <gasps> that wasn't even intentional. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna claim it was an intentional segue. <laughs> uh, you you can claim it all you want, but it was my joke. So, ba boom. That's what we're here to talk about. It's frankly spoken. We're here to talk about Marvel's What If episode eight. What if Ultron won? And they took that to just uh, the. End goal. They took that as far as they physically could, and I was very happy you, you, for it. Yeah, you, 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 you can't win more than he won in this one. You can't win more than There's... decimating a universe, making Thanos look like a chump, and I mean, this was. I have at multiple points throughout this series claimed my favorite episodes. Last week, I claimed the Thor episode might actually have been my favorite episode. This, uh, this one, I don't. This one tops all of them. This is just bombastic entertaining fun and very colorful and just good it's really good yeah I, I feel i feel i feel this is the episode that people and we've been waiting for the one that yeah actually finally goes a bit further than just unconnected stories the series so far has because it's gone for like the anthology approach has seemed to lack a little bit of like you don't really need connective tissue because shows like black mirror don't really need it but when it comes to marvel everything like we're trained to think that everything leads to another thing that leads to another thing that leads to another thing so this series to me has felt like it's lacked just that little bit of like impetus that brings you week to week beyond oh my god i know next week's about thor i like thor uh but this this feels like this feels like it was a culmination and a of of lots of little threads that weren't really threads and oh oh mm, beautiful so we'll start at the beginning shall we we'll start with a beautiful opening whoa, sequence. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is... What about last week's episode? Oh, you're, you're very correct. I, I'm so sorry, Buck. Did you like last week's episode? You haven't spoken about the Thor episode for 15 minutes before you even get Thor to the Ultron yet. episode. Yes, go on. <laughs> Please. I'm so sorry for getting in your way. Yes, it was it was, it was was a lot of fun. Right, let's move on. <laughs> That's about the all of the stuff we got out of last week anyway. It was a very fun episode filled with cameos. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's honestly not much more I can say apart from I, I liked it, I enjoyed it, it was a lot of fun, but... I mean, we can I can cycle it back a little bit and, and throw in a little yeah. bit of more information would... based solely on this episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's now a plot hole because at the, at the end of episode seven... When Ultron and the Ultron bots turn up in the in front of Thor, the watch is like, what the hell is this? What the hell is going on? I have no idea what's happening. But we've just seen that he spent a very large amount of time having his face pummeled in before anything. So is there a different universe watcher? Is there a different... Like- unless, unless he was watching the Thor universe, right. same as we did, before his eyes gazed upon the... Ultron one universe. So 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 what if the watcher looked at that and he was like, Oh, this 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 doesn't look good and then he searched his multiverse Google to look up if there's any other universe with bad Ultrons yeah, and I then suppose, he found the one from episode eight. I was because I okay. So I went on a big Maybe. thing at the end of uh, last week's episode where I was talking about the fact that like uh, VFX artists in the MCU and like the VFX directors have said recently that each film has like a color palette. Like Black Panther is purple, um, Scarlet Witch is red, all that sort of thing. And the Shang Chi director was talking about how he needed to distinguish Shang Chi's like power sets and all that universe in different colors, and that it was like like quite cri- critical to make sure that all colors were like consistent. So it's obviously something they look at. So when Ultron at the end of episode seven turns up in front of Thor through a portal 
and the portal is bright yellow, my first thought was, he's definitely not using the space stone, because if he was, it would be blue. Miles disagreed. I was like, well, you know, I think they they do think these things through, maybe. Yes. So at which point... Yeah, because like orange, orange portals are like Doctor Strange magic colour portals. Yeah. So my, my thought process was, if he's not, if the portal's not blue, he's not using the space stone, which means he's not moving within a singular universe. He must be moving between them. That that was my thought process, right? Miles All disagreed. That, yeah. All that, yeah. I thought he was an idiot. How could you not see these things? These are, these yeah. are the levels and planes of existence that I think on. I was like, how can you not see this? Uh, and then the Watcher being like, I've got no idea what's going on. And then this episode where he's like spent half an hour having his face pummeled. I'm thinking he should be knowing what's going on. He's just had like his nose broken thousands of times. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it. next week we'll um, I doubt explain it. that. Maybe. It's like, I think like, do we, do we, do we know that episode, no. like the last episodes we have, we, picks we, up on episode eight? I suppose as far as we're aware... They don't, they, for all we know, that could be two different Ultrons. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. But... And it's like, for all we know, for all we know, next week could be, what if Ant-Man was an actual ant? What if Anthony was the superhero all along? And then that's the final episode. Um, I would imagine it's not, because of how much of a cliffhanger this episode yes. ends on as well. <laughs> I... Yeah, true, true. I'd, 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 I'd think they, yeah, they'd pick up at least something yeah, of I... it. And then... Unless they sort of... Like sort of say that the end of episode seven is like the middle of the way through episode eight or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Or does it? It might. Who knows? But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll jump to the beginning. We'll jump to a cold opening, quite literally in a snowy environment with Black Widow and Hawkeye going up against hordes of Ultron bots in a very lovely action sequence. And I have to ask, where did Hawkeye get the metal arm from? I assume it was Bucky. Yeah. And where did he get the invisibility cloak? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like the, the I'm metal fine with arm glossing thing, over the metal arm. They, they just gloss over that as if like Hawkeye. Yeah, I, I still would have liked to you know to at least them kidding at why and when Hawkeye lost his arm. Like that, that, that'll be that's, cool. That's just, just going to be one of the episodes of season two. It's just what if Hawkeye crashed the car from episode four? He was the road rage. We're bringing it full circle. The road rage. What if when he crashed the car, he broke all... The, he shattered the bones in his arms and one of them couldn't be healed? I mean, I'm also pretty sure that I actually made the joke that it was Hawkeye crashing into Doctor Strange. Sometimes my memory works. Sometimes I can bring it full circle by myself. Oh, God. This is, this is, this is so, great. I think we've, we've, we've uncovered the big plot twist for either next week or episode, uh, season two we were right all those weeks ago the watcher is gonna pull hawkeye to one side at the beginning of next episode send him back in time and be like look crash doctor strange's car i need him to fight ultron <laughs> in the future you're gonna lose an arm and possibly the sides of your hair but <laughs> it's gonna be worth it you'll get you'll get you'll get like we'll, we'll give you bucky's spare arm and i'll give you an invisibility cloak at the same time you're gonna go harry potter on this shit it's gonna be beautiful but, you know, it's the long game. You're going to have to wait a few years to get the arm and the cloak. It's going to be nice. Was I thinking, has there... There's not been, like, any tech or, like, any thing that, like, that invisibility cloak was, like, a reference to, was it? It was just That's there. the thing that I really wanted explained, because that's come out of nowhere. The only, as far as I'm aware, in the MCU, the only thing that goes invisible is the helicarrier and the Quinjets. And they, that makes sense, because they've got great big fucking engines that can just power that. And it uses, like... Stark technology to turn that into a cloak. That's some magic shit. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you like combine it with Wakandan technology or some shit, they've they've got like their no, I mean, fancy. It's, it's all vibranium cloaks. Yeah, I mean, it's all vibranium in the end. I, I guarantee you that if they do explain it, they'll just be like, "It's from Wakanda. It's vibranium. It's fine." Yeah, that's like their their ex- explanation for everything tech wise. It's like, oh, impossible. Get gadgets. out of jail, free card. We made it with vibranium. That explains it. Vibranium and sure you went. I can I can make something cool with that invisibility. <laughs> Admittedly, their entire city has been invisible for decades, so maybe it is vibranium actually. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm the... getting far too bogged down in this. I don't know why I found this part bit, so... of the Wakandan defense invisibility shield thingy cut down and sewn into, Made into a fabric 
and made into a cloak. It's not the only fantastic cape in this episode, but we'll get back to that. Because oh. this opening sequence features Hawkeye, uh, as portrayed once again by Jeremy Renner, who does a great job in this. I, You know, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would be able to convey a lot of emotion through voice acting. I don't know why, it just seemed that way. But I think he did a great job. He's only in briefly in other episodes, um, but I thought he was great in this one. Yeah. Uh, and Black Widow, portrayed once again by Lake Bell, also excellent in this, just as she was. I'd say yeah, like she's 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 pretty close to like Scarlett Johansson's like actual like slightly weirdly raspy voice, which is slightly, pretty it's, good. It's the the cadence and the tone of her voice. She I think she gets really really close. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. At this point, like right at the start of this series. We went in hard and complained a lot about the voice acting and some other bits and bobs. At this point, I don't care because it's just fun. It's just fun entertaining yeah. stuff. I mean, like, honestly, to be fair, I feel like the voice acting still has been like the weakest in that first episode. And I don't know why. Yes. Maybe it was the, I, maybe it was the first one that they directed and recorded. Know, yeah, which just, you may, yeah, maybe just, possibly Oh, well, yeah. Did, like, maybe, maybe not like the actual quality of the voice acting, but more so like some of the voice direction felt off yeah possibly oh wait no we're completely forgetting about um michael b jordan screaming wakanda forever in episode six oh yeah which yeah is that still was, the single yeah, worst that was, piece in that, the was season. that was strange as well yeah yeah wakanda forever but yeah no it was overall, just, it's just his really thick american accent that makes it slightly weird yeah, nah, overall like both the returning mcu actors and then you know obviously the professional voice actors they're, they're both yeah they're, they're, they're doing a great job in this so from there we're from this uh, very entertaining action sequence. We move into a quick recap of the events of Age of Ultron, or most of them, because we go from I can't remember the film because it's not a very very memorable yeah, film. Yeah, something something. Tony creates Ultron. Stuff. Tony creates Ultron. He goes a bit haywire in this recap. Yeah. He Ultron ends up destroying the world through nukes. Does he try to do that in the film? No, because, I know because, all, of that, because like... all of that comes after, doesn't it? Because it's essentially like where it differs is... So, like, they have, like, what is going to be Vision. And yeah. Ultron, like, tries to take Vision's body to, like, fuse with him. And obviously in Age of Ultron, they succeed of not letting Ultron do that and they activate Vision with the stone. And then we have... Yeah, but in Good Age Vision. of Ultron, there's a bit where... Um... Ultron is trying to get the codes for something and Jarvis is keeping him out of a facility. And Tony's like, they, he thought he killed Jarvis, but Jarvis put himself back together inside of this server room, which I think is the server room that uh, it, we get another dead Tony Stark in in this episode. Oh, yeah, because he, like, they explodes in they, yellow. They, they He's in, like, really like room. killing Tony Stark in this show. And I'm pretty sure in the film, it's, it, this speaks to how memorable this film is, is just, I'm pretty sure he goes for nuclear codes and then when he can't get them, is like, well, guess I'll turn a city and, or a country into a meteor. Yeah, it's, I, I, honestly, because, because like, I thought, like, um, like, briefly I thought the nuclear thing was actually in Age of Ultron, and then I realised that I'm mistaken it for X-Men Apocalypse. Now I've got to sit here and try and remember X-Men Apocalypse. I've because X-Men Apocalypse once. has, like, a scene of Apocalypse, like, calling up all the world's nukes and, like, yeeting them into the air then i think he destroys them or something but it's like a... that rings a bell yeah because it's 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 like a weirdly similar sequence <laughs> i think i might be confusing that scene in my head with the missile scene from first class which is a much better scene probably because i can actually remember that it, i mean it is a much better film but yeah like i was i was mistaking True. it with that and then i was questioning if like the the nuke plot had been in age of ultron at all so um... i don't remember it but i'm also not entirely sure well, yeah, but... I've seen someone point out online when we get the recap and it's showing Ultron's body in the cradle before Ultron claims it. Everybody, all the Avengers around it, uh, there's no Wanda and there's no Pietro. So in this universe, no Scarlet Witch and no Quicksilver, which possibly is why Ultron won, maybe? Yeah, that that's probably a fact, but... So no, because I think like the yeah, I don't know because if that's I've, actually like thought about or if that's just an oversight. But... I I I think like the main difference is still that like he just got into wherever they're like creating vision and just like fused. Yeah, I think that I think that bit was in. I want to say it was in Korea <sighs> because there was the um the doctor lady that. Yes, there was like yeah 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 yeah. But yeah, Can't well, what her I name mean, is. details aside, Ultron gets more powerful by claiming well. Vision's body with the 
Which sword is it again? Is it? Mindstone. Mindstone, yes. It's too many so of them. claims Vision's body with the Mindstone, and we start then getting actual performance from Ultron Vision, or Infinite Ultron as he goes on to be called, uh, voiced by Ross McQuand, who did Red Skull in Infinity War, also from, it's The Walking Dead, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, yeah. He, and he is very well known for being very good at imitating other people's voices. And if you'd have never said this was anybody but James Spader, I think I'd have believed you. He was very good in this. Yeah, again, he's just another, he brought, another He's not as sassy as James Spader was in the film, but also that was a really weird element of Age of Ultron that was definitely born of the fact that they warped Ultron from the comics instead of being made by Hank Pym, was made by Tony. So they brought some of that Tony ego to Ultron and made him sassy. A little bit odd. I was never really against it or for it, but... It was still a weird choice of having, like, him to just quip around and make, like, weird dad jokes throughout the entire film. But, I mean, oh, yeah, well, that's that's just... That's just Age of Ultron for you. At which point, Ultron is chilling. He's blown up the universe. He's chilling by himself. And at which point, Thanos turns up with the Space Stone in a blue portal. Blue smoky portal, might I add. And is instantly turned into... Two Thanoses. Two Thanoses. He was split straight down the middle. Perfectly balanced, as some may say. Yes. And I sort of... When Thanos turned up in the second episode, I was very confused and loved it. When he turns up in this episode and he's instantly bisected, this is the third bisection in three episodes, I sort of sat there and went, oh, huh. Yeah, it's a it's a very clever and quick way to establish the threat of this new Ultron by just letting him instantly murder the like main biggest antagonist for the entire MCU so yeah. far. That, that's one thing I've seen pointed out online. It's either this series has either shown Thanos to be really weak in the mainline films and thus the hero's even weaker that they couldn't stop him first time round, or Thanos just had a lot of restraint not to just yeah. obliterate everything. Which, also true. I, it feels like it's more of the restraint. Maybe they start to, you know, ease people into that, oh, you know, Thanos actually wasn't even that powerful because, obviously, we need to introduce more powerful people after Thanos because, you know, you can just... You have to go, like, bigger and better and stronger. Yeah, you always have to go bigger, otherwise otherwise it just sort of goes flat. <clears throat> yeah, so I, 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 I wonder if that's, like, some of their thought behind it of like we're gonna have Thanos in this but he's gonna be you know pretty normal pretty chill or pretty dead so you know people kind <laughs> of get, get in their head that it's like oh maybe he wasn't even maybe he wasn't that strong after all maybe <clears throat> interesting choice though it's a very interesting choice because it could just it does sort of if I go back and watch the films now I will always now have that little little voice in the back of my head that just goes I mean the vision could literally just cut this man in half right now <laughs> He has the power to do that. He ha he won't do it because that's not who the Jarvis vision is, but he could. So, oh well. Yeah, could have um, shortened two films into a yeah, nice short film. A lot shorter. Instead of Endgame being three hours long, it would have been um, over. There would be no Endgame because Thanos would turn up in Wakanda and Vision would just go, boop, you're there I mean, now. I mean, in his, in his defense, he was like quite heavily injured like right true. before the Wakanda fight. So there is that. Very and true. before that he was just Scottish. in hiding pretty much. So they've they I feel like they've they've like they've definitely thought about to, you know, make sure that Vision isn't anywhere near Thanos in Infinity War. Or at least not anywhere near Thanos with, you know, full power and capabilities. Yeah. Same I mean same with same with Captain Marvel I I assume as well. Of just yes, yeah. that was the one point of Endgame that I always thought was very odd was that they sort of before the film came out they were like oh we've got Captain Marvel's going to be in Endgame that's why we put her solo film out before it because it's setting up so that you know when her character arrives and then in Endgame that she's very deliberately kept out of the way because of how powerful they've made her and how easily yeah. she could just <clears throat> take out Thanos. Yeah, it is like like yeah, you've got like that big you know like when 
they first introduced you with the post credit scene in Infinity War, and it's like that big thing, oh, God, Nick Fury is called her because, like, it's crisis, and they need her, and then she just doesn't do shit until, like, the last, what, 20 minutes. Yeah, I suppose that was kind of why they used that time jump, why the five years later was needed, so that you couldn't just go, here's, here she is. Yeah. Here she, here she is, then they win. Although I suppose she is there yeah. at the beginning of Endgame when they go to Thanos in his little hut on the farm and behead him. Yeah, hey, it's got to be even more fun when... They are now probably having to explain why the Eternals have never been around. I mean, they did it in the trailer in the first. Have you seen the? Have you seen any other trailers? Uh, I have. Did they? Well, did the, they when, address that? Yeah, they they say. Um, I think it's. Uh, I can't think what the actress's name is. She's talking to Kit Harrington's character, um, Gemma Chan. I think is it. She's talking yes. to uh, Kit Harrington's, and she's just like, "We as Eternals." We're told never to interfere in matters of man that oh, don't concern okay. the deviants. Okay. And so, it's just, so, so, so is that just going to be the thing for every other new hero or group of heroes they introduce that technically were around when the MCU was happening? It's like, this, well... Yeah, this is the issue they're going to have. They're going to have to bring... They're going to find really <laughs> convoluted ways to get rid of certain characters. <laughs> I, I, I swore an oath to not intervene even when... Half the population got murdered and dusted. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's what The Watcher is in this entire series. This universe is crumbling and True. going into a black void of depression. But, 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 but at least he has it, like, in his title slash job description even more. <laughs> Fun fact for you, his real name is Uatu. U-A-T-U. Yeah, but it's like, you know, if you're if if you're called the Watcher, you know, I'm you watch it. pretty self-explanatory. Speaking of which, jumping ahead very slightly, there's a moment where Ultron has destroyed the entirety of his universe. He is the only one there. And the Watchers then starts talking in the background and Ultron starts like hearing him. And I had to write down this quote because I was so very confused by it. Uh, he said he's talking and then suddenly said he became aware of another. He became aware of the and then cuts himself off. So was he about to refer to himself in the third person? It's like he's I reading don't... a script. It's quite. It's like he became aware of another. He became aware of the Watcher. Because like those parts are weird anyway. Because it's like the Watcher is talking to us, the audience. But then Ultron hears the Watcher talking to us. Yes. Which is like the same thing that happened in the Doctor Strange one where... The Watcher was again addressing the audience as like, oh, this is happening and I could intervene, but I'm not. And then Doctor Strange is like, all right, you said something. <clears throat> so... Yo, did you, were you talking to me? The, yeah. So There's nobody like, else here. You're talking to me? <clears throat> so, it's a weird one. I, but like, are they going to address something that the people that the Watcher has been addressing is like something else? Or is it just this weird meta fourth wall breaking thing now where it could i imagine that they'll just write it off as fourth wall meta breaking however in both marvel and dc the universe that we inhabit in the multiverse is a real universe as well yeah i, think, I don't know because oh, yeah. every marvel the main marvel <clears throat> comics universe is 616 every marvel universe has a number attributed to it i think the mcu is like number like thirteen thousand nine hundred and twenty or something stupid like that uh, and there is a numbered one that is like our universe where marvel heroes are just comic characters and they're film stars and all that stuff yeah. and there is i think i think it might be a deadpool or maybe a gwenpool comic where they get thrown through the multiverse and they land in our normal universe that's that's that rings a bell i can't remember if that's actually a thing but that's, it might just be like a, a throwaway like couple of panels in a separate comic um mm. but yeah it's yeah it is it is slightly strange but doctor strange no oh not yet <coughs> spoilers spoilers not yet um Scrolling it back very slightly, I do really appreciate the fact that they actually took Ultron and went, look, here's a proper Ultron. Because one of the very few sets of Marvel comics I've read front to back, actually, because uh, mainly I focus on DC comics because I don't have the money to go for all of them. Uh, one of the main <laughs> one, only Marvel ones I've really read is Age of Ultron from 2012-13. And that comic run is so much bigger, so much weirder, so much crazier, involves time travel and alternate universe stuff and it's very weird and when they then adapted it for film obviously i was expecting them to go a little bit uh simpler with it because they hadn't got half of the same characters at that point but then they went a lot simpler with it and a lot more boring um so it was nice to it's nice to now get an ultron that is just like omnipotent and just being like yep this is my universe now 
Yeah, it's like Age of Ultron is, is just very, very basic in like every way. And it like really tries to make you think that Ultron is like this amazing big threat, but he just never really does anything. <laughs> he he is the one character that he's the he's the one villain in the MCU films at the moment that if they went out of their way and put it in a really convoluted way to bring him back as a villain for another Avengers film or another solo film, I wouldn't mind. Even if they had to get really convoluted with it, because I think he needs a second shot on in films because. Like it's it's very it would be very easy for them to just say look we destroyed the final Ultron bot at the end of the film but he got away just there was one sliver of like code say, yeah it's like left on yeah, one like hard drive one damaged Ultron bot crawled away and he's been in hiding for the last ten years slowly building himself up and reconnecting himself or some shit yeah well I mean easy. all they have to do is like say look here's one Ultron bot that got away or here's one file that he managed to sneak onto some laptop in like Korea and the laptop then got thrown away and then one day it gets picked up, connected to the internet again and away we go again. Yeah. Anything's possible. Oh, well. I don't think James Spader would come back and do it again, but actually, I don't know why I say that. I don't know James Spader. I don't know James Spader or his filmography well enough or what he's like as a person to say that. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <clears throat> he, seems, he seems chill, actually. But, you know, I like the... Know. the, the uh, I liked the Ultron in this. Basically, it was just went Super Saiyan and just was like, "Yep, time to blow the shit up of everything." Yeah, it definitely feels like more, you know, what people expected from Age of Ultron because, like, that was like it was kind of advertised as like this is gonna be like this like really dark Avengers MCU form where like they face a threat and you don't know if they're actually gonna win. And then you know, it turned out that all of that was just nothing really. Yeah, but, they yeah. they did sort of build the Age of Ultron as like the Empire Strikes Back of the Avengers films, which it definitely wasn't. The closest we got is they killed Quicksilver. This, this felt like more like what people expected to see back then from it. Or at least, you know, not maybe maybe like not to that extent, but you know, like like the the bigger threats, more hopelessness and, you know, bigger just generally like a bigger obstacle to overcome. And then obviously, you know, being what if they just escalate that to an extreme anyway because why not yeah it's very it's very interesting i'm just thinking about i, I kind of want to rewatch age of ultron now just to see whether or not it is as forgettable as i think it is because i i remember when i did the re mcu rewatch uh, at the end of last year and the start of this year i don't think age, age of ultron came very high on my list no I think it, pro it was probably like bottom five maybe bottom seven no yeah uh probably probably same for my list as well let me actually see if i have if I have that list I ready. I probably go into, like, our group chat and find it, but it would take I think a while. I just have it, like, I, I in my like... notes. Ah, there we go. I don't think is I got mine. Is it, is it here? Ah, yes. So, for me, Age of Ultron is... Um, oh, yeah, it's, like, it's like on, on mine, it's, like, a bottom... Like, from the bottom up, it's, like, the fifth one. Yeah. So, it's, it's like... Yeah, it's, like, it's, like it's, nice it's, it's above role. Iron Man 3, and it's below... Um, first Captain America. I will I will disagree with both of those because I really like Iron Man three and the first Captain America, and they're much higher on my list. Yeah, but I, I... <laughs> that's a topic for another day. We could we could sit and chat about that for two hours in and of itself. Oh God, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm I'm a circle this back. I'm a cycle this back one yes. more time because as Ultron starts decimating the universe, he goes from Asgard to the Sovereign to Sakar to Ego. So we see the death of Ego the Living Planet, we see Korg, we see the Guardians of the Galaxy, we see Grandmaster getting absolutely blown to smithereens. Which was very sad and I cried. After last week and his little line where he get to got to release the foam, which was absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious. I'm I'm ashamed that and sad that we will never get to see him release the foam ever again. <clears throat> but it's it's the first bit where he destroys Asgard that um clicked with me. Because uh I can't... Maybe you remember this better than I do. Um, Alien Covenant, I don't know if it's in the actual film itself or in the YouTube like scene they released, where David is in the ship after Prometheus before Alien Covenant, and he's mm -hmm. like floating over the planet of the Builders, I think they're called? I can't remember. Engineers. Engineers, I wasn't far off. Uh, there's a bit where he like, the bottom of the ship opens up, and he like points down and loads of like, of the black goo tar stuff just fires down to, uh, uh, down to yes. the planet. Yes. This shot was... I wouldn't be, if I put them side by side. I feel like it would be identical. Yeah. I watched it and went. Someone's a big Alien fan. 
Someone's a big Alien Covenant fan, which is even stranger. That's, that's the more impressive bit. Yeah, actually. That's another series I need to rewatch at some point. We probably, though, should circle a bit further back anyway, because I, I think we've taken quite a leap and we've completely skipped over all of the Natasha, Hawkeye, Zola stuff. Hold on. My notes are in chronological order. I'm checking. I mean, I might be wrong. You are wrong. Ah, shit, am he I? Blows, he, blows up, he blows up the universe. He has... He blows up all of the people. He has his fight where he blows up uh, Captain Marvel, who makes the Terminator Skynet joke. Yeah. And then he's lying there. He stood there in the wake. And the Watcher then accidentally reveals himself. And then we go back to the main uni- the main line area where Clint and uh, Nat are looking through Siberian Russian files for Arnim Zola, which... It's a lovely callback because I loved Arnim Zola in The Winter Soldier. Right. I just love The Winter Soldier, so any connection to that, mwah, love it. Also, Toby Jones is wonderful as well. He's great. Yeah, he does a very good German accent. As a as a German, Toby Jones is German approved. <laughs> it's not something so, I thought to ask you about, but sure. <clears throat> so there you go. Does he say how many? How much German does he say in this? It's just the word nine, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he's still he's he's, he's the rest, got that the rest authentic of his... seal of approval. Good to know. That's good to know. But Black Widow and Hawkeye scrolling through all of these files and the Watcher chilling there, just staring at them, being like, come on, find the thing. Just fucking find it. I was like, started watching going, look, I know that you're about to move this box. You're going to move the box. Just move the box. And then he didn't move the box. And they found it by themselves. And I thought, okay, that's a weird bait and switch or twist in quotation marks. Because like any other thing would be like him being look this is i need to i've been watching for so long i need to do something and then he finally does something yeah 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 it was because, yeah like i think that's one one thing you could probably like um critique of this episode is that the watcher at no point is he ever actually motivated to do anything he's only fighting ultron so he doesn't die yeah i mean he but, never actually does anything to help yeah, but then again until like, the strange props, bit at the end props to him to you know not go against his oath a job description and he's just you know doing what he's supposed to do which is watch and then you know he was a very faithful watcher right until the end yeah yeah right right until the very very end but yeah it's like it's like well you know you just you're told to watch and you're told to not intervene and and he still had the faith in both hawkeye and natasha to find the correct files and they did it on their own it's it's, it's about True. humanity not needing big oh, yeah, really nice line to about, move boxes um, for them we can do this on our own yeah he, ha- he has that very nice line about um you're humans you don't ever give up hope yeah. which i quite like I, it's always a nice cliche that humans in the galaxy are the ones that are always like filled with hope even though half the time 90 percent of us are depressed as yeah <laughs> ah fictional humans how great they are. <laughs> uh, you, don't you love it when the fictional representations of the human beings are just as depressed as you are? <laughs> oh, but yeah, they, 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 they find Zola and then... They find Zola and this, this is my second... I, have, I do have a second critique of this episode. Oh. I, okay, so I've, I have very much enjoyed this entire series. I have very much appreciated the small nods and twists that they're making to established moments from the films and... Slight differences in location. So in this episode, they go to Siberia, and it's a, a lab that looks identical. No, it is the it is the one from Civil War. It's the Siberian lab, and that's where yeah. they find Arnim Zola. So they've got Zola from um, Winter Soldier. They've got Civil War's Siberian lab, and it's Age of Ultron themed, and it's all of these little nods that sort of build into a bigger thing. And then when you get the fight against the Ultron bots that are invading, very nice fight very much loved but then they take the endgame death of black widow reverse it like so many people expected them to do in endgame and because they thought hawkeye was going to be the one that was going to die and those that's the moment where i was like no i know that they're going for like an emotional moment here by killing hawkeye but if they'd have done it any other way that wasn't a complete rip and reversal of endgame i would have liked it more because yeah. they're taking emotional moments from other properties other like films and banking on that being a bigger thing and in this instance it takes it away because like, yeah he's so like you've put the you've put the work in to say look he is done with this he really doesn't want to be fighting anymore and then when it comes to the bit where he actually has to fall into the hordes and blow them up with a beautiful shot might i add 
all I was thinking was, oh, look, that's the reversal of Endgame. Yeah, it's like it's like trying so hard to, like, you know, get their references in and, like, get their nods and, you know, parallels to the actual MCU in that it's like, there's, there's, there's not really, you know, much new original creative material there. And I think, yeah, that's that's kind of what hurts it because, like you said, all... All you can see with that scene is, yeah, I've seen this before, you know, reversed. And now you just, instead of coming up with a new original way of, you know, emotionally killing off Hawkeye by having him sacrifice himself, <clears throat> you're just doing this like quick repeat of that because you're like, well, we don't need to come up with an original scenario. We can use more or less same uh, uh, pacing of the scene and same shot composition for it in a way and the people will watch it and be like oh yeah this is just like back in endgame that's great it slightly pulls you out of the moment and it's it's a shame because i feel like if yeah if maybe even if he just have been like look they've been stood on the edge they're surrounded and instead of having like the hand holding where he's like falling he was just stood there he pushed her back away from the edge and he just fell backwards of his own accord instead of her letting him go like it same setup, slightly different. Even if you tweak it enough, then it it just changes it up just enough, and it's it's a shame. Yeah, because the rest of the yeah. sequence is lovely. It's like it's like and trying, hope... you know. It's like there 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 is a certain amount of well, well, well no, there there is like a time where you can have too much, too many like callbacks in you know your property where it just becomes or it, where it's dangerously close to just becoming like callback after off. callback after callback after reference after cameo after cameo whatever which you know which is like the you know like the great thing why i think the previous like the thought episode worked because it literally was just filled with you know callbacks and you know jokes that you know reference stuff and like cameos but also the episode kind of knew it, so it didn't take itself seriously at all. And it didn't try to go for, like, any emotional seriousness. And it just, you know, wanted to have fun with, you know, throwing all these, like, MCU references at you. And that works, but, you know. Yeah. I think that episode has helped a lot by the fact that a lot of those, like, cameos and references are background stuff. Yeah. Like, basically every character in the background of that episode is, like, a reference in some capacity or a cameo. And anytime you get, like, a bigger one, it's, like, set up in some way and makes sense to for it to be there and doesn't take you out of it because they've twisted it slightly. Yeah. It's a shame. But yeah, I guess that's just that's just how it is. But that's my, that, they're my only critiques of this episode because this episode is so fucking good. Yeah, oh yeah. Mostly because of the next, like, ten minutes in which the Watcher and Ultron finally meet in this weird world between worlds in where it's all, like, weird reflective colours, very pretty environment, and they just start beating each other. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's just, it's just all out fight, and they punch each other through like a shit ton of different universes. Oh, yeah. They start beating the crap out of each other. They're like throwing like laser beams. At one point, the Watcher pulls up like a weird blue shield, which, this, I mean, this is a great way to instantly show how what this guy's power levels are. Because at one point, yeah. Ultron just sort of does like a Tony Stark like chest beam. Straight at, straight at him with, like, all five, like, infinity stones. And he's like, ha-ha, shield. Yeah, which must not, be a pretty damn good shield. shield. Like, yeah, it's shield, but not, like, the organization. It's shield, like, like a shield shield. No. He, you know he, I mean? he, he, just to clarify, he doesn't use Nick Fury as a shield. No, he does not quickly stick his hand through a, <laughs> a, through a portal, pull Sam Jackson out of the universe and use him as a human shield. As Even interesting as that, that would that, be, that would that's have slightly been. weird. Pretty good. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but that was the one thing I, f I really liked about this fight, is they actually took the power sets of these characters and actually went creative with it. Like, one thing, like, we spoke about the Doctor Strange episode, when yeah. they're doing, like, fighting each other, the magic sort of, they were just sort of throwing laser beams at each other and they didn't really get as creative. Like, the, the best example of a Doctor Strange fight so far is Doctor Strange versus Thanos where Strange has had, like, a moon thrown at him with Iron Man, and then he's, like, he goes, like, there's, like, 20 of him, and he uses, like, all the whips. At one point, he turns, like, Thanos' attack into butterflies. Oh, like, no, that's wait, no, yeah, yeah, isn't, 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 like, even, like, a thing of, like, where Strange tries to, like, enter the mirror dimension, and then Thanos, like, just shatters it. 
and then turns yes, it into like he uses the, like the reality stone or the power stone to just like oh, yeah fuck you and yeah. like the strange episodes when you have strange versus strange you could get really weird with that I think you suggested maybe they could have taken it weird and gone like pencil drawings and actually to which change yeah which probably style. would have been a bit too yeah but it's 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 like it's like what they did with this one is kind of like you know what I kind of expected because there's like a part in it where like uh, Ultron just like punches the watcher and like every punch that lands kind of like transports them into like a different universe yeah they like use their power sets in interesting and creative ways yeah which is like yeah which is like like they're they're like in the same place but they like switch for all these different like quick glimpses of like these different universes and it's pretty cool it's interesting it's well done and it's it's engaging yeah and um, and even yeah, and even then, you know, just like the like display of power as well. Was it? Doesn't it like literally start with like they like arrive on some planet and it's like instantly turn into just like flat desert land after like one yeah, punch. Yeah. So Ultron <laughs> arrives in this weird world between worlds. He punches the Watcher through the wall. He shatters through, lands on a planet, and as soon as Ultron chases him down, all of the trees just get decimated, and suddenly it's a desert. At yeah. which point, the Watcher goes, "Look, I'm not wearing any armor. Oh wait, here I am!" <laughs> and he turns up, and he's got this like beautiful gold and purple armor that's really like regal and royal, but he's got like his big head, and they just start like throwing punches at each other and just going bang, 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 and it's yeah. very fluid, yeah. very entertaining. Yeah, very hmm. yeah, very fun to watch, entertaining, visually great. It's like I I I still think like for some reason like this episode looked a lot better. And I still don't know if it actually does or if it's just me, but for some reason I felt like that it looked on like just the visual quality nicer. It just it just felt more colourful and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know if it's just that. Yeah, but like everything kind of, you know, felt yeah, like a lot nicer. I mean I I I assume it is probably because, you know, this is clearly like a big episode. Like so I mean I, I, I'm just assuming that, you know, they've they've poured more of their budget into this than, you know, into Thor having a party or weird murder mystery. That would explain why Natalie Portman doesn't look like Natalie Portman at all. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but it, yeah it, it 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 definitely and i mean I'm, I'm assuming it'll probably be the same for the final one but it definitely felt like you know this I is like so. like that one and then together with the doctor strange whatever that's like their you know their big episodes where they really really like went all out with their budget and just poured like all of their money and and shit into into like those few and yeah choice yeah. looks great it really does i don't know i again we can't validate the fact that there is actually any monetary difference going into this but it felt bigger and better and i, yeah. I really liked it <clears throat> yeah and then from through all of this fighting all of these big punches all of these uh interdimensional breakages which might i add looks identical to ratchet and clank rift apart he was just flying. They were just flying through portals, going into different dimensions. I thought that looks like Ratchet and Clank. Uh, at which point we get um, Steve Rogers as president in the background on a billboard in Times Square, which yeah. is a very odd cameo. And we also get a bit where Ultron goes like massive and eats a galaxy. Oh yeah, that that happened as well. <laughs> which most people online are saying is probably a Galactus reference. And I will agree with that because he looks just like Galactus. Because yeah. in the comics, Galactus is just a big old person. He's just, he looks like a human. He's just massive and floats through space. It's it's an odd choice. And I hope that's exactly what they stick with when they finally make the Fantastic Four films. I hope they do Galactus and it's just a big boy. It's just a big boy floating through space, just going, ooh, Just a it? massive no. man. <laughs> he's eating planets like Maltesers. Just a whomp, a whomp. <laughs> He just gets like a carrier bag out of his pocket, just like scoops up some planets and then just like pours them into his mouth. Hey, you need your afternoon snack. You do need your afternoon snack. <laughs> right, where do we go from there? I think that's pretty much then it, isn't it? Like, they, they, they fight, they fight, they fight. At which point the Watcher just goes, look, I, I'm, I'm going to lose this. I can't win. And ducks out to a nothingness, a void of yeah. emptiness, a void of Cumberbatch. I was gonna say, I, I, I wonder what universe this could be where there's just nothing left anymore, huh? Yeah, he, wonder he's, where he's we've sat seen there, that this before. darkness. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how long it will take him to find Benedict in this entire this massive universe. Where could he be? Oh, he's there <laughs> in the darkness, as a in his weird monster form, and then reverts to human. I think he does like, he as it cuts. Yeah, it cuts to him, and he like steps out of the shadow, and he has like an eye on his forehead that closes. He has like a tentacle on his neck that retracts. Oh, I don't and even. I I I don't think I even caught that. It's it's a weird like 
piece to add because then it just sort of implies that he can move between human form and monster form willy-nilly. So does that mean that we also get monstrous Doctor Strange in the next episode if he does in fact return? Yeah. I hope he does, and I hope we do, because that would be you, quite interesting. Wouldn't you want to see the Watcher riding a monstrous Doctor Strange into battle? <laughs> uh, I hadn't thought about that possibility until <laughs> this very second. Yes, I would very much appreciate that. <clears throat> but yeah, but so they, bring... they, they, they meet in the destroyed universe from episode four. That... They meet in the purple bubble. Yeah, and it is revealed that actually Doctor Strange is still alive and kicking in that universe he's still alive and kicking yeah also like he 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 like seems surprisingly fine in like terms of attitude and emotional state well sort of he he the watcher turns up is like look i don't want to say it and benedict cumberbatch is like say it don't be a bitch say it and he goes i need your help at which point he's like okay and yeah. like you can see like the, the way like his face is animated like benedict cumberbatch's character in this doctor strange is the most well-designed character in this entire series. In terms of, like, real ones that have got, like, real actor counterparts from live action. Yeah. Because as soon as you look at that, you're like, that is Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know if it helps because he has, like, a very distinct, you know, like, face and, like, a very distinctly shaped face. True. Yeah. That, that, That probably helps because, you know, it's probably easier to transform rather than you know people who just have like generic human face i suppose yeah but he he steps out of the shadows calls the watcher a bitch basically get gets him to beg him for help and then is like yo let's go save the multiverse i think that's what it Does seems he to set say up that? no he doesn't that's oh. it leaves it on it leaves it with the watcher being like i need your help and yeah. then cuts to black but that's clearly what it's setting up at which point i then have to say do does this set up an actual i think i can't remember which episode of this season it was where i spoke about the possibility that the watcher was just going to end up becoming a multiversal nick fury and i think i was right yeah so we we might actually i mean depending like what they're doing with next week but i feel like the possibility of doctor strange and the watcher going around the other episodes and rounding up the survivors and then fighting ultron in the second half could actually be the plot of this now so they'll they'll uh, they'll, they'll go to episode one and they'll recruit peggy carter and then they go to episode two and they recruit to Charlotte and so forth maybe Maybe not all of them, but, you know, maybe maybe, maybe some at least. I've said this for the last couple of weeks. There is only one character in this that I know to be in this season that hasn't hasn't arrived yet, and that's Gamora. Mm. And she's not been anywhere. So she has to be in the final episode somewhere, unless the stuff that was in the trailers for her was cancelled and put into season two because they couldn't finish it in time. Maybe there was meant to be ten episodes, because a nine-episode season is slightly odd. It Um, is, uh, yeah, it is... Maybe there was meant number. to be ten. It's quite literally an odd number. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe she was meant to turn up at some point. Never know. Yeah. No, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, they could get because of the way that they're setting this up. We could get her in the final episode with the Watcher being like, "I need your help," and they bring in like a, the, the whatever that version of Gamora is, because I assume she's probably the main character of that episode. And then the opening of se- episode of season two is that episode. It would be a very Ooh. weird way to structure it because yeah I, I, that's that's the thing because i'd feel like like making a prequel but because i'd feel like the way they've done it now if they continue with this for the final episode i, I feel like they wouldn't really you know want to suddenly introduce a character that hasn't been present in this season yeah. yet because you know even though you'd end up in the final episode with a character like captain marvel is in endgame that you're just sort of there like i have no idea what you're capable of and it feels yeah. like you could possibly win this by yourself maybe yeah because it's like because like, even though you know there's been loads of different characters there's still you know certain sets of characters that have you know appeared multiple times and so it, it, it would feel weird to suddenly throw a character in there that has not been in this season at all and then you know make them kind of like a main focus for the final episode so i, I don't know i do wonder whether or not the you fi- do this wonder final ep- uh yeah sure I've got vision, just. I, I mean, I'm wearing my glasses at the moment, but I've still got vision. But I'm God, um, peaked. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. You made my mind wander. But um, I do wonder whether or not this season ends on a cliffhanger. Because they've essentially set up 
Oh, I mean, it 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 will. An ep- I want, yeah, I want. They've set up this final episode to be the equivalent of possibly the first Avengers film, where they've got to bring every character to a center point and then fight Ultron from there, and then. But if this ep- unless the episode is like an extra 10, 15 minutes long, which it could be, it feels yeah, like no, it'd be yeah. a lot to fit into thirty minutes because like the the previous some of the previous episodes have had issues where there's too much in them. Yeah, <clears throat> Killmonger. I suppose some of the legwork has been done. Yes, the Killmonger episode. But some of the legwork has been done for the characters. You don't, have, you don't have to establish them. You don't have to explain their powers, really. But you still have to get them all into one place, which can take time. Unless they quite literally just have the opening of the next episode is the Watcher and Strange being like, let's go. And it's just Doctor Strange. He like stands there, like rolls his shoulders, starts using his sling ring, and like seven portals just open around them. And all of them just fall through into one room. And they're like, yeah, that'll do it. I mean, actually, I reckon that's probably how they will. Given given their affinity for recreating scenes, it wouldn't surprise me if they try to do <laughs> the portal scene from Endgame, but with, you know, the what-if characters now. Oh, I was thinking you were going to say they were going to do the uh, the portal scene from Ragnarok. It's all of them, like, just fall from the ceiling, and all in unison, they all just go, <laughs> we've been falling for 30 minutes! I mean, that would, that would honestly be a lot better. <laughs> it would be very weird because it's probably out of character for most of them, but... But I think, I, but I think we, we, we definitely can go into the last episode expecting quite a big cliffhanger, because literally every single episode has ended on a cliffhanger. So unless they really want to subvert expectations and they're doing a weird thing of having all of the episodes end on a cliffhanger apart from the final one... <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I'm 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 still thinking it would be a bold prediction to to nail it. Since now, but... it's still like one of my issues with this entire series is that it feels more of a setup rather than actual stories. Yeah, everything feels like setup so far. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll definitely think that to like not tomorrow's episode. God, uh, Wednesday's episode, the last one, will rather than. Like, even less be an episode on its own, but it'll rather be 30 minutes of setting up a storyline for season two. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder whether or not season two will have more of a continuous through line that's actually present rather than... Um, I would probably think so. Because of... I think now they can gauge what people want to see with this. And, you know, they can look at which episodes did people like, which of these alternative characters do people like. And I think now they'll probably go back to it and they'll, you know, arrange things in a way that they can make a more cohesive storyline with the stories and characters that people kind of, like, vibe with throughout uh, throughout season one. Yeah, I can quite easily picture them doing, like... Like, they've said that the next season is going to have episodes in it based on phase four. So it's going to have Black Widow, Shang-Chi, WandaVision, Loki, yeah. like like alternatives, which could be interesting. But if they go for like a nine episode season again and they want to do new stuff, they've also got episodes, they've got loads of cliffhanger episodes from season one. So do they like alternate it? Do they go like episode one is a continuation of Captain Carter? Oh episode yeah, and then episode two, two will Black be Widow. an alternative introduction of, I don't know, of Shang-Chi. And then episode three will be yeah. like another continuation. Yeah. So do they then do that? And then do they make the episodes that are, like, continuous, continued from season one, do they put a continuous plot line into those ones? So one, three, five, seven, nine are a continuation of the Ultron plot line from the end of this season, if that makes yeah. sense. Although I suppose that would be a bit weird um, with, like, the zombies one. I don't know how the zombies one would play into an Ultron plot line. That would be really weird. That'd be quite cool, actually. It's just, it's just Thanos and a horde of zombies versus Ultron and a horde of Ultron bots. <laughs> Both of both of them equipped with loads of infinity stones. As I say, I mean, like it would be interesting to bring in at least you know like zombie Thanos because that would mean you could see like a battle from like a, a wielder of all infinity stones versus another wielder of all infinity stones. Which, according to the comics, shouldn't be allowed. Should it not? Infinity stones in the comics only work in their respective universes. There is a comic from I want to say like two thousand and. Seven, I don't know, uh, where I think it's Spider-Man is like traveling through the multiverse and he ends up running into a group of Reed Richards. It's just, uh, it's like um, the Council of Ricks from Rick and Morty, but it's Reed Richards, it's Mr. Fantastic, and it's like hundreds of them. And there's a big chunk of them, and these are like the leaders of their um, 
of like the group of like reeds. Each one of them has an infinity gauntlet filled with infinity stones, and they've all got all of them. There's like six Mr. Fantastics, and each one's got mm. all six infinity stones. And all of them are just like, yeah, we used the infinity stones in our universes to fix the universes. We They're like perfect. We got rid of like poverty. We made sure there was lots of resources. But we now keep the stones and stay here so that they're not in that universe. No one else can use them, but we can't use them here. They don't do anything, mm. which establishes that they can't do anything. And I always thought that the first episode of Loki, where he turns up, he opens the drawer and there's just a drawer full of infinity stones, had set up that same thing where infinity stones do not work yeah, outside thought, of but, their uh, but, uh, but I thought like the explanation for that was because like the TVA exists outside of time. And that's why like yes, nothing maybe works that, because if they like, never really specified it. Yeah, they they sort of explained it, but didn't at the same time, which is probably why they didn't explain it away a lot because they yeah. needed leniency. Yeah, but then again, if like the 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 stones only work in the universe where they're from, but then like didn't Ultron in this one use the power of the stones, or at least still was amplified by the power of the stones, even when he was like yeah, that's the, this, that's what this episode sort of like debunks. He is like hopping around every like, they go through like 20 different universes yeah, in this and episode, he definitely and like still using this he's is not like powered down them. by it he definitely you know uses Ooh. the full power <laughs> of all yeah. of this shit so they that this that at least debunks that the infinity stones in this multiverse lose their power in each when mm. you cross cross the divide so we could have gone so versus gauntlet we could have zombie thanos powered by the infinity stones Again, I have no idea what that battle would look like, and I'm now I really want to see it. Tune tune into next week's episode of What If to find out because that's going to happen. Yeah, definitely, it's going to be Ultron versus Zombie Thanos, and uh, Black Widow is just going to be stood in the middle, going, "Oh, I'm fucked." <laughs> I hear Tobey Maguire's in it as well. Oh, really? Andrew Garfield keeps saying he's in yeah. it. Oh no, he yeah, keeps yeah. saying he's not in it. Basically, while 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 they're like fighting with their gauntlets, you can like just see him in the background dancing and sliding around with like faint jazz music playing. It's pretty All good. For, it's Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield just in the background, just playing rock paper scissors together. <laughs> they're just all there going. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm going to rate it a zero out of ten, and I'm going to voice my disgust with this show online because it didn't live to up to my extremely high and unrealistic expectations there is a multiverse out there so there is a universe where all of this happens there, this there happens is yeah. in some universe yeah i have no idea what the timeline would be to get it to that specific location but it there exists is. yeah you can sleep peacefully at night knowing that it exists you can also sleep horrifically at night knowing that you'll never see it uh. <sighs> yeah i will wrap that up there that's been Frankly Spoken, episode eight of What If, eight? and episode eight of Frankly Spoken. Yeah, no, I wow. really had to think Lines about that Lines up then. so well. <laughs> you know, sometimes you think, wow, why does that line up so well? And then you realise that I'm lazy. Or yeah. not, but maybe I am. We'll find out next week, and depending on how quickly I get these out. I'm up to, I'm up to date for the first time in like three weeks. And yes. I'm, I'm, I'm up to date. I've got all of the podcasts out for when they should be, apart from this one, which is like a day late at this uh, point slightly slightly delayed that's not too bad get slightly delayed but i'm also we're also available on apple podcasts now because that was a faff and a half i finally yeah. got control of the google podcasts account because that was also a faff and a half and we're also available <laughs> on spotify and youtube so you give us a like give us a subscribe uh give hit us that a weird bell. heart thing on spotify hit that bell hit that hit that bell i don't know why add you us to your library you i don't know anybody on apple music who hits that bell yeah do you have you ever like hit the bell on youtube I have hit the bell on, on YouTube. Really? I don't think I've ever done it. I forget. The, the, well, well, there are, uh, like, some channels that I subscribe to that I actually want notifications of when they upload, so I hit the bell. I, I say I forget, but I probably... It's one of those things that, like, every YouTube video I've watched for the last, like, seven years is, has said, like, subscribe and hit that bell. As soon as I hear those first, like, syllables, it's gone. I'm, I'm, I'm zoned out for the next ten seconds. It's like whenever I hear someone start saying, um... Sponsored by NordVPN, or sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, or sponsored by Express Shark. Express Shark? Surf Shark. Express Shark? Express Shark. We'll <laughs> ship sharks to your front door, free of charge. <laughs> hey, I'd, 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 I'd love to be sponsored by Express Shark. <laughs> it's like Sharknado, but Amazon. They give you like a Sharknado in a box. Use the code Express Shark today and get an exclusive package of free, free sharks.
on your doorstep tomorrow. Only available through Raid Shadow Legends. God, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like a weird subsection of HelloFresh if you like really want to like cook <laughs> exotic. Uh, it's HelloFresh, your... but the only thing you get is shark fin soup. <laughs> nice but shark But you don't ever pizza. get the fins in the box. It's just dead sharks. <laughs> Wait, what is... Oh. Uh, this is the second week in a row that I've ended up with a, co- a conversation in the middle of the podcast about a dead animal. Really? Last week was dead dogs. This week is dead sharks. Oh, <laughs> I was unaware that you were talking about dead dogs because I actually haven't haven't had the time to catch up with last week's episode yet. So uh, we, uh, we were making a joke about uh, Miles said potpourri, but accidentally called it porpourri. So I said, <laughs> is that a dog version? At which point I suggested the possibility of he suggested taxidermy and I suggested a taxidermy dog filled with potpourri shoved inside of a taxidermied man. And it oh got very God. weird very quickly. Jesus, that is disturbing. You can look forward to that next week when we talk about <laughs> dead cats. I don't know. Ah. I was in the middle of wrapping up this episode before we got onto dead sharks. Yeah, so I'll try yeah. again. Right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been Frankly Spoken, episode yeah. eight. Hey, 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 Frank. Marvel's what if? Frank. Yes. What's what's Hello. Vision's favorite song? I've got no idea. <laughs> it's 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 Wonderwall. Oh my god. <laughs> We're available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. If you if you liked it, give it a like and subscribe. If you're on Spotify, press the weird heart button. I don't know. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for that, Buck. You're welcome.